Just then, we heard shouting in the village square, and glad of any diversion, we all went out to look. Roxanne was staggering towards us, clutching a bear cub in her arms, with its arms wrapped around her neck. She'd been scratched on her face and on her arms, but it didn't seem to bother her. She was laughing and breathless with joy. Bruno, she said. He's called Bruno. I was down by the stream. I was just throwing sticks, and I felt something stroking my neck. I turned round, and there he was. He patted my shoulder. He's my very own bear, Grandpa. He's all alone. He's hungry. I can keep him, can't I? Please. If we hadn't been there, and half the village was there by now, I think the old man might have grabbed the bear cub by the scruff of the neck and taken him right back where he came from. Look at him, he said. He's half starved. He's going to die anyway. And besides, bears are for killing, not keeping. You know how many sheep we lose every year to bears? Dozens, I'm telling you, dozens. Some people were beginning to agree with him. I looked at Roxanne and saw she was looking up at me. Her eyes were filled with tears. Maybe, I was still thinking hard as I spoke, if you kept him, you know, just for a while, it wouldn't cost much, some waste milk and an old shed somewhere, and just suppose, I was talking directly to the old man now, just suppose you made bear labels for your honey jars. You could call it Bruno's honey. Everyone would hear about it. They'd come from miles around, have a little look at the bear, and then buy your honey. You'd make a fortune, I'm sure of it. I'd said the right thing. Roxanne's grandfather had his beehives all over the mountainside, and everyone knew that he couldn't sell even half the honey he collected. He nodded slowly as the sense of it dawned on him. All right, he said. We'll try it, just for a while, mind. Roxanne looked at me and beamed her thanks. She went off with Bruno, followed by an excited cavalcade of village children who took turns to carry him. That afternoon, they made him a bed of bracken at the back of one of the old man's barns and fed him a supper of warm ewe's milk from a bottle. They dipped his paw in honey and made him suck it. After that, he helped himself. Later, when I passed by the barn on my evening walk, I heard Roxanne singing him to sleep. She sang quite beautifully. In no time at all, Bruno became one of the village children. Nobody was afraid of him, as he was always gentle and biddable. He'd go splashing with them in the streams. He'd romp with them in the hay barns. He'd curl himself up in a ball and roll with them helter-skelter down the hillsides. He was more than a playmate, though. He was our mascot, the pride of the village. To begin with, he never strayed far from Roxanne. He would follow her everywhere, almost as if he were guarding her. Then one day, and by this time Roxanne was maybe ten or eleven, he broke out of his barn and followed her to school. I was sitting at my desk sharpening pencils, and the class was settled at its work, when Bruno's great panting face appeared at the window, tongue lolling out and drooling. Roxanne managed to shut him in the woodshed where he stayed till lunch, happily sharpening his claws on the logs. Not much schoolwork was done that day. After that, Bruno was forever escaping from his barn and turning over the dustbins in the village. 
He liked dustbins. But as the bear grew bigger and stronger, there were those in the village who began to worry, and I was one of them. He went walkabout again not long afterwards, and all the children were out looking for him. Tiny, the smallest boy in the school, came upon Bruno outside the village shop, his head in the dustbin. Tiny called, and Roxanne and the others came running. By the time they arrived, Bruno was up on his back legs, and Tiny was tickling his tummy. Bruno playfully swiped at Tiny, but it was enough to send him reeling backwards, hitting his head on a wall as he fell. The cut needed eight stitches. Roxanne swore it wasn't Bruno's fault, that it was just an accident. So did Tiny. So did they all. That evening there was a village meeting in the cafe. Everyone who spoke up was adamant. Tiny's mother was furious. Bruno would have to go to a zoo.